0: Welcome in to this week's episode of It's Utah as well. Tom Hackett, Steve Butter with you guys as always. Big shout out, big, big, big shout out to our friends at Nate Wade Subaru, 1207 South Main Street, Salt Lake City, Utah. Oldest, you heard me, oldest Subaru dealership in North America. Quite wild. Uh, Do a great job. Low key, very mellow. Customer service is a premium for them and uh, they'll look after you. If you're going in there to buy a car, they love you for it. If you're not, they love you for it as well. Um, they they just they treat everybody uh, the same, which is which is the beauty of it. You know, a lot of these car dealerships. Mm-hmm. You go in there, you're undecided. I don't know, do, you, do, do I want to buy a car? And if you don't buy a car, they look at you funny, kind of kick you out the door. Not the case at wait to Bruce, Steve. So head on down, twelve oh seven South Main Street, and um, enjoy free popcorn. You know, if anything else. But um, again, uh, I think everybody that listens to this podcast pretty aware what the topic at hand is going to be today, Mr. Morgan Scally, uh, And Steve and I were joking before we got on this, uh, this episode. You know, we, we, we've lately been recording these on a Friday, just so you guys have something to listen to over the weekend. If any breaking news breaks throughout the week, we're here to talk about it. And um, to put it into perspective, it's 2.09, Friday afternoon, you know, all is well. Uh, we know what we're going to talk about. Shouldn't be any news. Well, that hasn't been the case lately, so we must apologize to our listeners because at 4.30, it's like right as Paul Kirk, the SID up there at Utah, decides it's uh, time for the weekend. He sends out this email, you know, that's breaking news, like it was last week with Morgan Scally. Um and then just leaves for the weekend. Says, you know, all the information's in the email. I'm going to turn my phone off, bugger off, go home, and, um, and then we're we'll stuck. If we were smart, Steve, we probably would have recorded the podcast earlier, in the mm-hmm. week, but you know what? The days trick on by. Next thing you know, it's Wednesday. Wednesday feels like Thursday. Thursday feel like Friday. Now it's Friday. So how you doing,
1: man? Right. You know, I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm pretty good. And like you said, like that whole the the whole thing how it how it went down was so surreal. Like I remember we recorded, and then shortly after we recorded, we went to to uh, to Kendra's parents' house. They have a pool in the backyard, and you know we were hanging out enjoying ourselves and all of a sudden you get this email and I remember reading through it like just breezing through it and I'm like wait what is this and it didn't register with me until I hopped on Twitter and I saw like the reaction you know from other media members like whoa wait what and it just mind-boggling the this news Morgan Scali suspended indefinitely uh, for a text in 2013 that he sent, um, I want to say erroneously to a recruit um, that included a racial slur. Unfortunately, uh, that's pretty damning. Uh, not not a great look for Morgan Skelly and, and definitely you know you feel for the, the recruit, the and all those who may have been offended by this. Um, but man, that was that was shocking to say the least last week
0: it, yeah no it was i i was so you're over swimming in the in the pool you know get your you get your tan on i was getting my burn mm. on the golf course filming uh, an episode for the hallowed <laughs> grounds which by the way you can watch every sunday night on channel hey. five roughly eleven 15. i'd um i wouldn't recommend it i mean it's a subpar show but you'll probably laugh so uh anyway nonetheless and then I get in the car and I'm like, oh my goodness, like what is going on? You know, I just, right. uh, I couldn't believe it. And, and, and the news broke probably about 30 minutes prior, you know, so I wasn't that far behind. And uh, you were the first call I made. I was like, Steve, what, right. what is happening? And you, yeah. you kind of gave me some, some context. I mean, there, there isn't much, but, but, but you gave me some and I, you know, since then kind of been, you know, it, it has still taken me. Quite a while, and I don't know if I can sit here and say today on on Friday, June twelfth, one week prior, uh, one week after the news broke. I, I still, Steve, don't know if I can sit here and say it's it's all sunken in. You know, it's right. I it's it was such a shock. How did you handle it?
1: Yeah, man, just I, I couldn't believe it. It's heartbreaking to say the least um, to know that something like this happened. I think yeah I think with Morgan Skelly, I think we all kind of viewed him as a rising star, you know in terms of you know his his prospects as a coach right we We've all talked about him being the coach in waiting, the head coach in waiting at the University of Utah. We all looked at him as the guy that was going to take Utah to that next level to uh to be that type of coach and to to have that news come down um it hurt, man. It, it 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 was a punch to the gut, and you know i i can't I can't wrap my 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 mind about around how painful that word is. And I think we all know what the word was by now. And um, uh, if you know if you've if you've looked into this at all, you know it's it shouldn't be too difficult to to put together. You know what what was sent to the recruit, but just, it's hard for me to understand truly how painful that word is. You know, me being a, a white male, I, I don't understand, but I know that it is a painful word. And I know it is, um, it's just something you don't do. It's just something you don't say. And to know that that was used, man, it, it hurt. It it It, like I said, it was heartbreaking to say the least. Um, it you didn't know, make you, sense, right? Yeah, no, it it didn't, not at all. And and even with understanding the context, it it it's still just it's just man, why why would you why why you know? It, it, I just I don't I don't know how to put it into words exactly how I felt and how I reacted. It was just a lot of confusion, um, and and a lot of disappointment. Um, knowing that this happened at the University of Utah.
0: Yeah look I, I yeah it's just it really strange it's it's and it's hard to put into words quite frankly so right you know we let's go back to to 2013 for a minute we'll start from scratch we'll kind of make our way to to where we are today but I I was a sophomore in 2013 and I never heard about the incident um never heard about the incident. I don't know if any other players really knew much about it. Maybe there was one or two. Um, but never heard about it. Uh, furthermore, I have never heard Coach Morgan Scally use a racial slur. Um, n- never have I. Right. And I, I think here's something that, that people needed to, to realize about, about Scally in particular. Um, he is... He is a coach that mm. develops, teaches, and educates young men. Young men from all different ways of life. And the task at hand is challenging. When you're a college football coach, Steve, you and your sole responsibility does not lie in the strategic game plans of football. It is just so much deeper than that. There are so many other job responsibilities and it, it, is, it is a very difficult job to have. Part of the reason, you know, one of the reasons they make so much money is because they are guiding, teaching, developing young men from all sorts of different areas and ways of life how to be better, you know, and how to not make mistakes and be accountable and show respect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, 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 it's not easy. And so I always felt as a player that Morgan Scally did a good job. Uh, there were times don 't get me wrong, you know that there were times where I thought maybe he was a little too harsh, you know maybe he overreacted a little bit, but but no coach is perfect. Uh, every coach has their day, they blow up here and there and and and, and coach Scanley is no different now he was it, it, He was incredibly hard on players when I was around. I imagine he 's kind of stuck it out and done. Similar thing. He demands the most,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, more so than other assistant coaches, I guess. Is, is kind of where I'm getting at. So um, it it just it shocks me that somebody of his intelligence would make such a drastic mistake. Uh, that it just doesn't make any sense. I, you know, he's one of the last coaches I'd ever think of to make the mistake because he's so he is he's a smart man, right? yeah you know both from a football standpoint and 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 street smarts like he he seems to get it but right. I, don't, I i don't, that's why I had such a hard time explaining it's like can you even explain it
1: yeah you know that's something that i i struggled with as well is is like here here I am judging a man that I know is a better person is a better father is a better husband i'm not any i'm not you know, either of those things, a father or a husband just yet, but he's a better man than I am. And here I am, you know, forced to, to judge him on a mistake that he made. And it, it, it just, that's, I think that's where the difficulty comes for me is the, the person that I know, Morgan, the Morgan Scally that I know versus what this incident, what this mistake represents completely contradict one another. Um, and I think you saw that in the reactions over the weekend um, and and into this week, as you know, players, former players that played under him, uh, coaches that have coached with him or or played with him previously. Um, you you saw the reaction. Uh, there were some interesting reactions, you know, and and you know from former players, recent former players, Booby Hobbs. Um, Kenrick Young, uh, Ryan Lacey, uh, you know all of these players, you know, voiced kind of their reactions, frustrations, and their experiences with Morgan Scali, and it's all enlightening because, while well, I think Ryan Lacey was the only one to accuse Morgan Scali of using a racial slur. I think it hearing from those players. And if, if you didn't get a chance to read it, Chris Camerani put together a great article um, summarizing a lot of where these players, you know, their reactions to it all. You can, you can read it at The Athletic. Our own Michelle Bodkin at Ute Zone um, was already working with, with just the climate that we're in with, you know, racial equality and, and all of that. Uh, she had already been reaching out to former players, uh, professional players that she worked with, um, to get their thoughts on, on social equality. And, and it kind of just all came together with this Morgan Scali news as well. So you've got two great pieces there that really kind of shed some light on what racism, what it may feel like, you know, for people of color. And so I think that was very helpful in understanding exactly what it what it is you know, where where Morgan Scally may not have been using racial slurs. Uh, there were certain things that may have offended or or rubbed, you know, those players the wrong way. And that's why we kind of saw the reactions that we did. But then again, you know, you allow time to to take its place. You know, you, you give time to these players and, and I think you've seen most of them don't want Morgan Scally to lose his job. Um, you know, you've seen a lot of the the more recent players, Julian Blackman, Terrell Burgess, you know, and others say that they've they've never felt Morgan Scully, you know, was a racist or or used racist racist terms or, or racist behavior. And, you know, it's it's made for an interesting week since the news broke, and you got the initial reactions, and you know, you're just kind of like you just feel icky, you just you're shocked from it all. You don't know how to react properly. But as as you know, we've started to learn more and more, you know, I, I do think that this is something that while it's difficult, I do think that this is something that Morgan Scally can overcome, you know, with time and, and going about it the right way. He's gonna have to, you know, do a lot of things to regain favor, you know, in the eyes of many. Um, but I, I think that he is the, the person, the coach that I believe in and trust in the most to do this sort of thing.
0: Sure. I, 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 think, um, you know, I think it was interesting when, when the press release was, was announced and, and he was put under suspension. He, uh, I thought he's probably going to be okay. But then as as Mm -hmm. some of the other, these other players, Ryan Lacey, as you mentioned, as he was speaking on, on Twitter, uh, accusing Scally of of more racism than right. yeah, I thought, man, you know, now it's going to get really interesting and uh, there's an outside investigation. Now, of course, Ryan Lacey, I imagine is going to be involved in that. And I think the best way for me to, for me to try and talk about it would be, I uh, I've known Morgan Scully for what are we now? Eight years. Uh, mm-hmm. and I know him pretty well. I'd like to think I know yeah. him better than most. Um, a large, port- a large portion a large portion of my interaction with him, of course, was when he was a coach and I was a player, and you kind of have a hard time trying to understand just who who he was when you are a player. Um, right. But nonetheless, I I think bottom line is is this for me, Steve, and, and that's I, I'm not here to defend Scally. Uh, I'm a friend of his, but I can't defend him because right. he's been accused and he's also admitted to using racist slur maybe multiple. I, I don't know. Uh, I also don't really understand racism. You know, I'm a privileged white man. And so I don't leave the house anytime I I go to the grocery store or or just leave the house in general. I don't leave the house with any fear, you know, of, of something occurring when I get pulled over by the police. You know, I'm a little nervous because you see, you see a bunch of stuff online nowadays with with police brutality and all that. I'm like, Oh, you know, like be on your best behavior, Tom. Um, you know, even to the extent of if, if my wallet's in my pocket, kind of telling him, hey, my wallet's in my pocket. Do you mind if I grab it? Which is kind of ludicrous, if you ask me. But, mm-hmm. but, but nonetheless, you kind of have to go about it that way. So uh, I don't really get racism. And I, I, and I haven't really seen much racism in my time. I always thought the Utah locker room when I was around was, was healthy. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're always going to have a bad, bad egg every now and again. But for the most part, they kind of get dwindled out. And, and they're not around much for, for too much longer. So I'm not here to defend Scully, and I want to make I want to make that a point um, because there's an investigation that's taking place, and and the investigation will tell us everything we need to know. I, I like Scully as a friend. I really do. I think he's a good dude, um, but I can't sit here and say that he's not a racist because you know what? I don't know, Steve. I really don't. I have no idea. I don't think he is, but I don't know if he is. And and I'm not trying to uh, I don't, I, I'm not trying to kind of come across as if. Um, Scally might be right. Ra- I'm just trying to be honest because I, I'm a, I'm a white dude mm. He's never really noticed, picked up on racism because I haven't had to worry about it myself, which is a rather selfish way to live, I must admit. But re- regardless, so, um, you know, he's been accused of, 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 of using racial slurs, which is problematic, specifically today, in, in today's day and age, it's just something that that you can't do. And, and you know, the other thing that that I think is interesting, Steve, is in 2020 and and maybe this is one of the biggest differences between seven years ago in 2013 and where we are now is, you know, I think, I think forgiveness was a big, played a big role back then. You make a mistake specifically about race and racism. A lot of people forgive you, but there isn't much forgiveness in today's day and age. You know, we're at a point now in, in the world, not just in North America, but in the world where the judgment of anybody with, the, the the judgment of anybody, you know, regardless of the color of their skin is wrong. You can't do it, you know, whether they're African-American, whether they're Asian, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're from Kenya, Africa, whether you're a white dude, you just cannot judge anybody from the from the color of your skin. And if you do, people aren't very forgiving. And And you know what? They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be forgiving. I'm glad we're at a point now where people can be, uh, held to to a certain accountability. I think it's health, uh, and if you're if you're racist, then you know you're going to have a hard time going about business. I hate to break it to you, and so that's why I think this investigation will tell us everything we need to know. I'm not here to defend Scully. I I'm I'm here to support him. Um, but if the investigation finds that his his activity uh, over the years warrants uh, warrants a firing, then unfortunately that's the case so how long do you think i guess how long do you think we're gonna have to wait steve
1: yeah you know that's that's a great question and and again to 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 point to your point with this investigation it is being done by a third party that is not associated with the university of utah Um, and and they are going to do a, a thorough job of actual investigating i think there's going to be a lot of information gathering over the next little bit uh, before they come to a conclusion, and and so I've reached out to people. I've reached out to to contacts that I know, uh, and what I've been told is that this investigation is going to last a few more weeks. Um, and I wasn't given a specific date or a timeline for when it should conclude. But what I was told is it should extend to the end of June and potentially into the first week uh, of July. And so I think that speaks to how thorough Mark Harland and and the University of Utah want to look into this, you know, because this is, this, you know, this is pretty damning. And and this, this is, uh, this inflicted a lot of damage to his reputation among, you know, the people of color um, just because of the sensitivity around that word. And so you've got to look into this. You gotta be, extremely thorough in this type of investigation and so again it's it's going to go you know into july potentially um and so he, while he's indefinitely he's suspended indefinitely during this during this investigation and then depending on what you know this this outside source or outside firm um concludes from their investigation you know we may see that suspension continue beyond that and with players already beginning to return to campus and to the facilities to begin their workouts, their voluntary workouts um, starting on Monday. Uh, there's also plans for uh, preseason practice to begin in July, and and so you know, depending on on the results and the findings of the investigation, you know, Scally may. May not be around. You know, we may have to we we may have to come to terms that Scally may not be around. He may not have a job, and and it, and that's all part of this investigation, and it's all on the table right now. I kind of talk about it like I expect him back, uh, but it's a very real possibility that he loses his job because of this, and that's. I'm not one to say that's right or that's wrong. He did something that he himself said is indefensible, yeah. and in with his job and what he does, he's working closely with people of color all the time, like literally almost 24 um, seven. You know, his best and friend. by the way, coach Shaw. Coach Shaw. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and while you bring up coach Shaw, you know, he himself asked for patients um, to allow this investigation to, to take its course uh, and to allow the findings and, things of substance come to, come to uh, fruition and, and allow them to come to the table and to the conversation. And so, you know, I, it, it's tough right now because there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of uncertainty. Right. Um, I was talking with a friend again to go back to this. It, it, you have this rising star, Morgan Skelling, and all of a sudden he may not be around because of something that happened seven years ago. It's crazy to wrap your head around that. But it speaks to the point that you just brought up—that you know, for we're in a different culture today. You know, we're in a different situation, environment where people want—and you saw this from players, players that people want accountability. They want people to be held accountable for what they've done, and, and that's what we're seeing. And so, you know, this investigation, the thoroughness, the timeline of it—it it all points to uh, they. It all points to Utah, to Mark Harlan. To everybody involved, that they want this to be thrown, that they, you know, we'll see if they do, in fact, hold Morgan Skelly accountable. But everything so far points to to that being a thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's good that they're going to take their time because, you know, it, right. it'd be
1: easy, Steve, for
0: them to feel rushed. Right. Yeah, the season's only like less than three months away. So they could be like, all right, we've got to get, we've got to find, figure something out because if he's not going to be around, we need to get someone in there. We need to start thinking about. Uh, also, quick fun fact for you: I have heard that uh, the playing group actually isn't going to return Monday, although they are allowed to. They're actually going to wait until the twenty third or whatever the following Monday oh. is. Um, don't quote me on that. It's just kind of what I've heard, and so uh, that may that may have changed uh, since since I, I was told that. But um, but yeah, no, I don't have a reasoning behind that either. That's anyway. That's news.
1: Yeah. News for you there, guys. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's kind of the stuff you A Little get nugget on, there for you. Little nug. Make sure yeah. you're listening. Yeah, a little nug on the old it's Utah's world, baby. Um anyway, what I was getting at was I'm glad they're not rushing the yeah. process because it's it impacts so many people. Like Coach Scully, right? His livelihood's on the line, and it's something he's worked so hard, so tirelessly for. Um and then the, the program itself, you know, is it's detrimental potentially yeah. for the program. Right. So, Steve, here's what I, I want to do, and, and I kind of want to go through these, you know, pretty quickly, just to just because okay. I'm curious, you know, and I don't think we need to ramble on, although I tend to ramble, so, so who knows, but I want to ask and I want to talk about, you know, let, uh, and again, this is what we, we are just assuming, right? We'll go through a ton of different scenarios. Assuming Scali is released of his duties as defensive coordinator. How detrimental do you think that would be for Utah this season? If, if at all. Like, do, you think that, do you think that they'd be okay? Because I kind of do if I'm being 100% honest. But I want to hear what you have to say first.
1: I mean, it's tough to... I do think that like, Morgan Scully is a phenomenal coach. And yes. you're not going to find somebody to replace what he brings to the table. Correct. Um, I do think... That if Morgan Scally is let go, I think you turn to Sharif Shaw as your defensive coordinator, and this is something that you've you've shared with me and and your feelings about Shaw potentially as a defensive coordinator down the road or or you know in this situation. I think that you don't lose a lot in terms of going from Morgan Scali to Sharif Shaw, but I think who who do you get to replace? scally coaching the safeties or, you know, that's, that's where the loss is is now you've got to find somebody to replace him. Um, That would be tough. It would be a loss and it would be, it would have an impact I believe. And I think also, well, there's a lot of, you know, I, I share a lot of the same confidence that you do with Shaw. I do think that being a first year coordinator, especially, especially in, in this kind of situation that we find ourselves in with the pandemic, with you know, all the time lost from spring and just that time and reps, you know, with the players being a first year coordinator thrown into this kind of situation. I think that that would be a little difficult. Yeah, I do too. Um, So, so I, I think it would be, I think it would hurt. I think it would impact Utah negatively, but in the long run, I, I think that they would be just fine. So
0: I, um, I'm going to add to that because I agree with you. I, I think there are growing pains. I, I remember, and I think I've mentioned it on, on this podcast, I remember speaking to Jay Hill, and he's you know, a phenomenal head coach now. But yeah. he, he did admit that you know the first year or two, it's, it's strange, surreal. You're yeah. still kind of figuring out the nuances, and it is, it is tricky. But uh, you know, I, think, I think Coach Shaw, assuming he gets that position, if the Scally situation does unfold, uh, with with him being released of his duties, I think that'll be. But you know what I you know what I really think is going to happen if Scally is released. So I th- I agree with you. I think Shaw's going to go to defensive coordinator, but I don't think he's going to be calling cool defensive plays. Uh, I think wit is going to uh, take over the defense. Shaw will okay. have the title. You know, good resume builder uh-huh. for him, and then eventually, you know, uh, maybe a year down the road or two years, maybe even three. Who knows? He'll start mm-hmm. being being able to call the plays like Scally and, and Kalani Sataki was before, but I think I think in an effort to try and save the defense, the safest thing Utah football could do would be to uh, to bring back Coach Witt as as kinda like the play caller on defense. Yeah.
1: yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That's a great great point. Just because I mean you know, if we're being honest, this is still Coach Whittingham's defense and, and there's been a lot of talk that Scally has just kinda taken with principles and you know, he's added his his little flavor, his little view on things and spin on things, but still this is this is Whittingham's base defense. And yes. and I think, you know, that would be a, a great way in order to in order to keep what you've what you've built, what you've Developed, you know, over the last few years to keep kind of that similar understanding of, of calling plays in the right moments and and just having that natural feel, you know, for defensive play calling and and that kind of thing. I think that that's a great great idea and a great route Utah could take if if they are uh, if they have to.
0: Yes, so I, I do know this and 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 Whit, you know, self proclaimed defensive mind. He doesn't spend a ton, I, he doesn't spend a ton of time on the offensive side of the ball when he's watching film. Yeah. He'll help and he'll certainly sit in there and he'll offer guidance and, and whatnot, but he doesn't spend nearly as much time on, over on the offensive side of, of the coaching staff uh, area as opposed to the defense. He is in the defensive meeting room, watching film with all of his assistants, talking about it, kind of figuring out how they're going to approach certain things and come game day and come practice time, hands the reins over to Scally, But everything that they do on defense must go through Coach Whittingham. Scally, although I'm sure he can implement certain things here and there, anything drastic has to go through Kyle. So you are you are 100%. I can't say that. You are 100%. There you go. I'm going to slow down. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to that this is Kyle, what he defense, Steve. And I don't know. It'll be fascinating. It's kind of depressing to talk about, I guess. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. I yeah, guess. it kind of is, man. Again, anyway. anyway. and I think – I think it's that factor again where it's just like you you know Morgan Scally, you know the type of person that he it's just crazy to go where we were talking about him even just last month, right? Like yeah. we were talking about him being the head coach and waiting, and now it's like, Well, <laughs> where do they go if you know if he's not around? Like it's it's a difficult it's been just a complete change of direction in, you know, a little over a month. It's crazy. How mind boggling would this be if if
0: if uh, Scally was released and Kalani Satake came back, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that.
1: Hey, hey, you know what? I think Kalani Satake would love to jump ship. You know, down there from, from Global University six ninety two, come up to Can the you University of Utah. That, oh, U.S. News Weekly released their, their global ratings of universities around the world. Okay. BYU uh, – well, Utah checked in, I think, 135 or 139, somewhere in there, which when you're considering the world and how many universities there are, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, you know, and then yeah. you go down the list, and I think ASU directly followed Utah, and then, you know, you got Cal somewhere in there. You've got, like, Oregon and Oregon Cal State. Cal had and then to you, be
0: higher than Utah, didn't it?
1: I think so. Yeah. I'd, I would have to check, but that's they've right. kind of taken – it's kind of taken a hit recently i know mm. that um, but you just keep going down the list and then you keep going down the list some more don't tell you me you keep going and then See? you got to scroll on the mouse you know a couple times and BYU? then finally 692 and, and you know there's BYU so you know i'm i've uh, you know we've dubbed them global university number 692 and that's how i'm going to refer to them up until september 3rd
0: nice work
1: steve i very clever <laughs> of you
0: no, that is it's uh, original, and I like that. I I would hey. not have thought that they'd be that far down the down no, the road.
1: Especially considering, you know, they're a worldwide university according to them to themselves. So you know this this points to that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, bam, that mind boggling. But um, global <laughs> university six I think that, so the football team calls them uh, the team down south. Right. That's kind of what TDS. they refer to them. TDS. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or or we can go with global university 692 it rolls off the tongue
1: it does uh, it really I does yeah, you i know? really don't
0: hate that no. <laughs> anyway uh steve it's been real it's been great it, it's been a bit depressing i must admit um, yeah because it's such a difficult conversation to have because there are so many questions still to be answered you know yeah. and it's uh it's we don't really know what's going to happen Right. And and we we don't have those answers. And I think over time, right, we'll start to learn and understand and get a better feel for um for the situation. Uh, but for now, it's it's under investigation. And and I imagine, quite frankly, Mark Harlan, Carl Whittingham, Ruth Watkins, um, I I imagine those guys still don't have much of an idea either as to how the investigations go. Maybe they get an update here or there. Here's another thing, and quickly, but and this is what I've heard from the public a lot too, is Ruth Watkins is under a lot of scrutiny for the way she handled the Lauren McCluskey situation. Could that potentially, Steve, have an impact mm. on the decision made by Scali? Now, again, it's, an, it's a question that we don't have answers to. We mm-hmm. don't really know what's inside of, of, of Ruth Watkins' brain, but it certainly is a question worth pondering. So the more information we get, We will share with our beloved podcast listeners because we appreciate you guys more than you realize. Uh, And and again, I'm sure we're going to get answers over the coming days, over the coming weeks. But I guess until then, you know, we'll just keep plugging away. Yeah. Trying to sort through the chaos.
1: Just be patient with it all and and allow it to, to work itself out. You know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, as new information, you know, comes to the table, we'll talk about it. But again, just sit... Be patient with it all, and, and you know, whatever happens, happens. And, and Utah and Kyle Whittingham, Mark Carlin, they'll make the best of the situation. Uh,
0: the last thing I'll say um, is uh, something my mother would constantly tell me growing up. She would say, don't, d- don't judge a book by its cover. And I think that relates to this situation. Uh, many people out there don't know Scally. They know of him. They think they know him based on his social media, uh, but they don't. And, and so I think it's important that you just let the investigation play out, leave all judgment until you have more, we, we all have more facts and and then we can have that conversation when that time comes. But, you know, you know, so many people these days, Steve jump to conclusions and I'm like, hold your horses, dog. He made a mistake. He's admitted to the mistake you know, let's, there really is very little context, if any context surrounding the whole thing. So let's at least right. get some context before we go anywhere any further. So try not to judge a book by its cover. Try not to be a keyboard warrior, you know, hang tight, sit back, think about it, ponder it. And and as we've been talking about, the more the more we learn, the more we will share with, with our listeners. But Steve, I do hope you have a, a really splendid weekend. And I also hope that come uh, this time next week or whenever we record next week we can have some more golf conversation yes because i i, I yes. missed that this week
1: but, yes um, i was you know i i hit nine earlier today so you know i'm, I'm gonna keep at it uh, and uh i'll probably go hit nine more uh and uh, we'll talk about it next week yeah
0: hit them straight please hit them straight <laughs> and best of luck that's steve Bartle. i'm tom hackett this is the it's utah's world podcast thanks for listening <laughs>